This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Houston Astros. When everybody's got to come to our house to get to the World Series. Big for our city, big for our team. You definitely don't want to miss this. Just go out and get the job done. This is playoff baseball. Astros. This team's pretty special. Let's take it back. Yankees. In the American League Championship Series. Game two. Bringing this World Series trophy back to Houston. Everybody's got to come through our house. Deep left field. Let's go. Let's go. And now, Astro Launch. The official pregame show of Houston Astros Playoff Baseball. Brought to you by Houston Methodist, Leading Medicine, by Gallery Furniture, by Daniels Jewelers, and by Waste Management. Here they come. Now to the Astros broadcast booth. Here's Robert Ford and Steve Sparks. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where tonight the Houston Astros take on the New York Yankees in Game 2 of the American League Championship Series. Yankees took Game 1, 7-0 last night. Zach Greinke gave up three runs in six innings in the loss. Astros got three hits from Tucker, Brantley, and Altuve, but that was it as the Yankees took a one-game-to-none lead in this best-of-seven series. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup, and it's brought to you by Houston Methodist Leading Medicine. Well, it's Justin Verlander on the mound for the Astros, and his last start against the Rays on short rest did not go particularly well, but for the most part, Verlander's been very good in the postseason, his 27th postseason start tonight. Yeah, he went out into that game, and we know it was short rest, and I I know he doesn't like to make excuses, but his stuff really uh, was short of what we're usually uh, seeing from Justin Verlander. The slider was kind of non-existent, just kind of spinning in there down the middle of the play, and the Rays hitters took advantage of it. Fastball command, not what we were used to from Justin Verlander either. So uh, he's had great success against this Yankees team, particularly in the postseason where he's made six starts against them. He's had a perfect record of 4-0, 2.33 ERA. We could talk about a lot of the big games that Verlander's pitched throughout his career, but as an Astro, I, I don't think uh, the Yankees fear anybody else more than Verlander at this point. Meanwhile, left-hander James Paxton is on the mound for the Yankees, making his second career postseason start. He got a no decision in game one of the division series against Minnesota, and he's someone historically who has pitched well against the Astros, although he did struggle against them in, in one of his two starts against them during the regular season this well, year. Well, he's going to pitch well against most teams on any given day because he's got some of the best stuff in all of baseball. Take a side that he's left-handed, but he's one of the hardest-throwing pitchers in baseball. He's developed a really nice little curveball. He's able to to mix in speed wise where you can't just sit on something hard when he was throwing that fastball and cutter so there's just a lot of evolution we're starting to see from James Paxton from the days he was with the Seattle Mariners where he was good in his own right but now he's gotten even better he's been on a quite a roll of late today's keys of the game brought to you by your Houston area Lexus dealers and uh 
you look at where the Astros are right now, and obviously it hurts to lose that first game of the series at home. You certainly don't want to go down 2-0 going on the road. Math doesn't look good for the Astros if that happens, but certainly have the right guy on the mound today in Verlander and a lot of confidence uh, every time he goes out there. Yeah, we said this in a couple of Garrett Cole's starts, too. You just need to give JV a little bit of a cushion. Uh, the Astros' offenses have been lackluster at best so far during the postseason, and uh, to give Verlander a little bit of a cushion where he feels like he's, he's not on pins and needles the entire uh, sequence of every at bat is going to do wonders for him. So uh, if for the Astros to get going, I think more than anything is to shorten their swings a little bit. Uh, we've just seen too many big swings, guys trying to hit the long ball when, you know, being able to put together big innings, uh, crooked numbers, all those things, they got to string together hits, and that's what's been lost so far. Now, he mentioned Paxton has pitched well against the Astros yeah. for the most part in his career, but he's going to be making his 15th career start against Houston. That familiarity certainly can, can help with the Astros offense because they've seen him a lot, even though he has changed some things since his days with Seattle. Yeah, but you know the release point. You know what the fastball looks like coming out of his hand. You certainly know the velocity. So there's a lot of things you can draw. And, and also you feel a little bit confident because there's some healthy numbers for the Astros offensive, uh, offensively against Paxton so far in his career. Uh, so one big reason that uh, Jake Marisnik's in the lineup, he has seven hits and four walks in just 21 turns against uh, James Paxton. So that's another reason uh, alongside his defense to put him in there behind Verlander. Coming up next, we'll be joined as we are every Sunday by Jeff Luno, Astros president of baseball operations and general manager. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field and you can kiss that good Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. A couple questions, AJ. First of all, how does the uh, potential rain uh, in New York affect what you're doing in terms of rotation? And uh, secondly, didn't get a chance to ask this earlier, both O'Brien and D'Antoni talked uh, a couple days ago about uh, applauding where you guys are and both acknowledging, you know, where you've gotten in any sport, it's very difficult to do. So tell us about those things. Yeah, so the rain is is insignificant to us until we get to New York. Um, I just want to get a win in game two. That's our entire focus. We, we understand the weather might play a factor when we get there, but we got uh, a full game today, a full off day tomorrow. Uh, looks like game three is fine before we have to worry about uh, game four. So. Um, we'll see how that goes. The the second part of your question is, you know, I always appreciate, you know, my peers, especially here in Houston, you know, supporting us and acknowledging us. And you know, I just had the Texans game in there, and and they won. And um, we're all we're all in this together when it comes to the Houston community and and pulling for each other. We've had a number of good successful seasons um, across all of our sports here. So pretty cool brotherhood with the with the with the coaches here. Here on the right. Um, you're starting Marisnik today. Can you just talk about what he brings to the table? Yeah, Jake brings a lot of energy. He brings tremendous defense. He's had a little bit of success against Paxton in the past. Um, he's piled up a few hits, some doubles. Um, I just I just feel more comfortable with him on the field. There were a couple configurations of the lineup today that I, that I started with. 
whether it was starting some left, you know, either either Tuck or or Reddick, or even looked at Diaz and left and Brantley and right, and then you look at JV on the mound, and it's important to to always have a good defense behind him, especially in the outfield. So, you know, Jake has a way of of igniting some energy on our field, even from the nine hole, and. Um, He's always got the potential to make a great play. He hasn't played a ton this postseason yet, but when he has, it's been when we've been able to close out some wins. He's made a running catch, you know, up against the wall, hair flying everywhere, ton of energy, and um, you know, for the Houston community, with Jake Day is, is is a good day. Far back left, AJ. This isn't must-win territory just yet, but after what happened last night tonight becomes all the more important. Just talk about your team's mindset here going into this big game. Yeah, we're in a good place. You know, now I will make a comment on the must-win part of it. I've never played a playoff game that doesn't feel like you must win. I think it's always, you know, it's always funny for me. I hear it in other series as well. These are are all games that you must win. And, And when you don't, then you move on to the next game and you must win that game. So from a mindset standpoint, from a mood standpoint, our team's upbeat, we're ready to go. I don't think anybody thought we were going to win a series in one game. We certainly didn't think you'd lose a game or lose a series in one game. Um, you know, they threw the first punch and and we absorbed it, and we'll we'll get on to, to game two. So, um, part of the charm of our team is the ability to to compartmentalize and just get to the next day, positive or negative. We play today for today, and that uh, that'll serve us well. But um, from a must-win standpoint, like, yeah, no, I think we should win. And I think, you know, I, I don't think we have to react any differently if you play every game that way. Next question. Far back left, Buster. AJ, why do you think Verlander's slider was an issue last start? <clears throat> you know, part of it uh, may be attributed to the three days rest. You know, I, I don't know if that was or wasn't. He threw some really nasty ones for some strikeouts, too. So I, it's hard to say. That, I think the consistency, it, it was either because he just had a – a bad feel for it that day. He was a little fatigued, or um, you know, maybe it's just randomness. But um, he, you know, he used it in some some time. I mean, all of his, almost all of his hits. I think eight of nine were on secondary pitches in Tampa. Um, so that was a pretty good game plan execution by them, and also maybe a, a little ill-advised usage on our part. But um, his velocity was really good last start. So um, usually, that that's it's very unusual for him to have the velocity and not have his best secondary pitches. Usually those two things are tied together for him. Um, but but for whatever reason, it wasn't last start. But I bet he's going to come out with a pretty good one today. Next question. Down here on the left. I asked Jake this as well. I think, I think you alluded to the fact, you know, do you think I talked to Justin on days he pitches? I think you said that a couple <laughs> days ago. Well, what is this demeanor like for, for him on days that he pitches? And does everybody just kind of steer clear and, and let him do his thing? Um, no, I don't think you have to steer clear. I mean, he's um, – but I, but he's ultra-focused on his preparation. He has a very diligent routine on the days that he pitches, um, physically, mentally, um, video-wise. You know, we just got the lineup from the Yankees, and so you send it to him, and then he does his – his prep, we'll meet with him, um, you know, as a, in a game planning session at some point during batting practice. And he has some physical preparation that he does. So um, it doesn't leave a lot of time for, you know, banter and, 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 and kind of camaraderie and that type of stuff. He puts headphones on. He gets locked in. Um, he's ultra-focused. So I think it's, it's a, you know, his day that he pitches is the most important day of his year, and he handles it. Um, as intently and as as um, as well as anyone I've ever been around. 
And welcome back. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks joined as we are every Sunday by Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager Jeff Luno before the Astros play the Yankees in Game 2 of the American League Championship Series. And it seemed like these teams, Jeff, were kind of on a, a collision course all year. And, uh, you know, two organizations, I mean, obviously the Yankees, their payroll and resources are uh, uh, leaps and bounds over what most teams, including the Astros, have. But two very similar organizations, especially when you look at how much both of these organizations rely on the analytics and try to try to mix that in, in term, in, into uh, their everyday decisions. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, they both have players that are homegrown, that mm -hmm. are stars. They have players they've traded for that are stars and obviously free agents that have come in and had an impact. And, and we know they have a great front office and so do we. So this is, I, I do believe these are the two best teams in the American League and it was sort of predestined that we would meet each other, but we certainly had a tough road yeah. in the division series. They didn't. I kind of think of this, I think back to last year and, you know, we swept the division series and then won game one of the CS and we're feeling pretty good about ourselves. And then the next thing we know, four, four never, games later, never won again, you know, we're going home. So I, that can happen to us right now. And I think we're in pretty good shape. We know we got JV tonight. We got Cole going on uh, Tuesday and we'll see maybe rain out on Wednesday and we'll see what happens after that. You know, over the over the last year or so, it looks like some of the moves you've made have always kind of been geared toward this Yankees team. And I may be wrong in assuming that, but when you see a, a Joe Smith and some of these righties who who have had good success against right-handed hitters out in the bullpen, uh, that's always been in the back of your mind, hasn't it? Well, we, we you know we look at who the teams are we're likely to face in the postseason. I mean, first thing, obviously, we need to win our division every year, and yep. we need to have enough players to get through 162. But, you know, as we get close to the deadline, we do look at who are the teams that we might likely play. Last year, we thought Red Sox were a high likelihood, uh, maybe the Yankees, but Red Sox, Cleveland. And, you know, this year all along, we were thinking this Yankee team was probably going to be uh, somebody we'd have to go through in order to get to the World Series. And, you know, we do have players that are fairly well matched up against against this Yankee lineup. And they're a tough lineup, though. I mean, last night we saw it from sure. top to bottom. You know, they can hit. They can pitch. And once you get past their starters, you know you're going to be facing 99 and just nasty stuff out of the bullpen. So we have our work cut out for us. But uh, I'm still, even though down one nothing, I'm still liking our chances. We win tonight. We'll be in really good shape. You know, Garrett Cole has had a historic season and continued it in the division series with his two starts, winning that game five and, and pitching great. Uh, and obviously uh, a guy who, who's being talked about a lot in terms of Cy Young Award and, and, and how that winds up with he and Verlander. Can you really appreciate what a, when a guy like Cole is doing some of the things he's doing, or is it hard to do that in, in the moment when, when you're just so focused on just trying to win every game? Well, I sure can't appreciate it. I was really nervous going into game five, and sure. he just calmed my nerves. I mean, the four runs helped a lot, but just watching him out there, I knew he was going to go seven or eight, and I knew he was maybe going to give up a run or so. And at that point, it was you know down to Osuna in the ninth, and that was comfortable. So I think you know someone said this to me. Uh, it's It's like, pitching porn watching this guy he's so good and he's almost like a, a you know a high school kid pitching in little league and that's what we're watching right now whether it's going to continue his whole career i don't know but he's one of the best pitchers in baseball right now and i'm really glad he's on our team and i'm really glad he's going to get two starts in this championship series and everybody's really glad that you have justin verlander on this team and he's shown to to be a really big game pitcher, that's got to give you a sense of calm, too. Yeah, it does. I mean, there's nobody I'd rather have on the mound tonight because, you know, there's never a must-win in game two, but this is pretty much a must-win for us. We need to win this because we don't want to go to New York and have the possibility of having to lose two out of three and going home. So 
uh, this is big for us. I know he's going to be composed. I know he's going to be bringing his best. And, you know, hopefully our offense will support him. I think that's been the big story so far for the postseason. We have one of the historically best offenses in baseball in the last 20, 30 years, and we just haven't been able to put together the hits. And some of it's luck. I mean, Alvarez's last night that, you know, maybe another day that's a doubler mm -hmm. and we score a run there. But, um, you know, it just hasn't come together for us. We've hit into some double plays. We've gotten unlucky. Uh, hopefully tonight's the night that things come together and we put up some crooked numbers. Is it, uh, you know, you talk about some of the, the struggles with the offense in the postseason. How much does the pitching they're facing have to do with that? You know, I think it's clearly a factor, but we face a lot of good pitching during the year. I mean, you know, we've hit Tanaka before. We've hit Paxton before. And uh, it is the postseason. Things are magnified. I think we're chasing a little more than we do during the season. And our guys are a little anxious because mm -hmm. we kind of feel like we're in a collective slump and somebody's got to break us out of it. But our mindset should just be, you know, take that bat as if it's the regular season and, and go out there and, you know, don't swing at bad pitches and, and, and just drive the good pitches as far as they can go. If we do that, we'll be fine. I don't think it's surprising that Jordan Alvarez looks to have a, a slow pulse yeah. uh, into these games. It doesn't look like he's chasing. looks like he's... He's keeping his, his swing nice and short. No surprise there, is there? No, and I, you know, I'm really impressed by our young guys. I think Jordan and Tucker last night getting the you know the first hit off of Tanaka. Yeah. These guys are they, they kind of you feel like they've been here before, even though neither of them have. And especially with Jordan, he's in there you know batting fifth and in such a critical spot usually, and usually facing a lefty. I mean, he faced so many lefties in that Tampa series, right. and he doesn't get rattled at all. And you know he takes good at bats and. He's been chasing a little more than he did during the season, but it's kind of to be expected this time of year, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, we're, we still haven't seen the big Jordan bomb, and hopefully tonight we'll see it. Joined by Jeff Luno before the Astros play game two of the American League Championship Series against the Yankees. Before we, we talk about this Astros team, I want to ask you about a, a former Astro, Brian McCann, uh, after the Braves were eliminated in the division series, announced that, that he was calling it quits, retiring, was here for two years, traded for him from the Yankees, and was part of the World Series winning team in, in 2017 and uh, a guy who, who seems like is just universally beloved throughout the game. How much did McCann and his presence and him coming over when he did mean to this club in 2017? It was huge. And all you have to do is look at the reaction after he announced his retirement, how many of his former teammates came out and talked about what a great person he is, what a great player is, how much he taught them. And there's no question in my mind, without his veteran leadership, uh, there, we wouldn't have won the World Series in 2017. And, you know, I'm glad for him that he got to go back to his hometown and, and retire from the team that he started his career with. But in my mind, you know, he'll always be an Astro. He was here for critical moments for us, and he was part of the fabric of the history of our team. I want to talk to you about the construction of, of the pitching staff. And you guys don't have a lefty on the entire staff in this series. And I know you have a lot of relief pitchers with reverse splits who, who get lefties out, but... In a perfect world, would you love to have that lefty? I think so, but the reality is, you know, we need to get 27 outs each game, and we've got guys that can do that. And, you know, Presley and Osuna and Harris and all the guys that we have on the roster right now, they're they're capable of getting righties and lefties out. And, you know, you, you like that lefty if there's a, a if there's a guy in the middle of the lineup that you want to get out in the sixth inning. And, you know, we're not really facing that right now in this series, so right. I'm, not, I'm not too worried about it. Obviously, the next series, that might change. But, um, you know, it, we've we've had trouble traditionally having that power lefty in our bullpen and you know, got a couple guys in the minors cnl and others that might become that but for now you know we go with what we got which is the best pitchers we have in our organization 
It seems like every team, every organization has their Achilles heel at various times. For whatever reason, I mean, of course, the Astros have had you know, Dallas Keuchel. Right. And, and you mentioned CNL Perez in, in the system. And Wade Miley was good for most of the year. But what, what is it about developing and acquiring left-handed pitching that you think has been just difficult for whatever reason for this Astros organization? Well, we don't go after lefties just because they're lefties. Mm -hmm. We go after pitchers because they can pitch and get outs, and I think that's been our focus. And I think in some cases, teams you know look for lefties and will find a lefty uh, mm -hmm. because he's lefty and, and almost as good as the righties. But in our case, you know we, we know how to teach our right-handed pitchers to get the left-handed hitters out, and whether it's our starters or our bullpen guys. And so that's what we've relied on, and you know we'll see. I think down the road, um, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll end up with a couple of lefties in the, on this team. You guys have had home field advantage throughout this the playoffs, and, and you'll continue to do so. And you know, AJ talks about it a little bit. I just want to know if you're starting to notice how much. I don't want to say smarter because I don't want to offend anybody, but just the fans here. Yeah. How how on time they are with with getting loud. They are, and they're great. And you know, in 2015 when we first made the playoffs, I think they were just ha happy to be here and yeah. cheering and everything, and that was fine. But now I think you know, on two strikes they get up. They they appreciate you know good defensive plays. Um, they're there in the moment. They know when the important moments are, and they know how to appreciate you know what they're seeing in front of them. So, I'm excited. Last night the crowd was electric. I think it's going to be electric again tonight. And you know, hopefully we'll see them again for Game Six and maybe a Game Seven next weekend. Has the planning started for 2020 at this point? I mean, obviously for most of the major league teams, they've already started looking ahead to 2020 because their seasons are over. But obviously the Astros season isn't, and hopefully it continues for a few more weeks here. But you guys already started thinking about roster construction, things like that for 2020, even while still trying to obviously win in 2019. It's hard because it's uh, we're so focused on this, but yes, we have we have a bunch of people in baseball operations group that are already prioritizing the free agents that are out there, talking about which players we're going to add to the roster and which uh, guys we're going to offer contracts to. So we're we're doing that work, and you have to because if you end up going all the way and have a parade and all that, then you wake up and the general manager's meetings two days away and <laughs> yeah. trades start happening, and plus you know all this personnel stuff with all these manager openings and everything. Um, you know we're gonna we expect some of our personnel to get interviews for different spots here and there and so we have to be you know we have to be on top of it jeff last thing forrest whitley's pitching very well in the yeah. arizona fall league you got to feel great about that he loves that fall league he yeah. did it last year yeah, that's right and, that's and right boy, I, I don't know what it is about that fall league but it brings out the best in forrest whitley so but having a good a, taste going into the offseason it's great is big for no him. it's it's huge and you know he's going to come to camp and get a chance to compete for a rotation spot and this year you know last year with all the other arms that we had uh, it was probably a long shot. But I think this year, realistically, I mean, we know Urquidy. We know there's going to be other guys, um, even Abreu, that are going to be competing. But he will have a real shot to win a spot on this team coming out of spring training, especially if he continues to pitch the way he pitched uh, right now in the fall league. So that's great because we're going to need him. Jeff Luno, Astros president of baseball operations and general manager. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on. The chase for the pennant for a third straight year happens here. The Astros win the AL West and head into the postseason. Astros Radio. We win three more series. We're going to hang another flag. Enjoy tonight. Houston's exclusive hometown call. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best 
stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.